Welcome to Sports, Clips, and Politics with your host, Ben Husso, and me, Sean Hayden. Welcome to episode 129 of Sports, Clicks, and Politics. I am Sean Hannon, joined as always by the wonderful, handsome, charming, delightful Ben Hughesong. Threw an extra one in there for you today. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. How are you doing? I'm doing well. (laughs) How was, uh, I I know you went away uh, uh, for the little bit there, uh, delaying the show for an hour, so everybody welcome to the first Tuesday edition of Sports, Clicks, and Politics. Sorry, everybody. Thanks for staying with me. I don't know. I think you might have uh, helped the people out because we, you know, I mean, there's some news stuff going on today. That's true. We get to cover some stuff we might not have otherwise been able to cover. I mean, we would have covered it, but without, with less information. That's fair. On a Monday than, fair, than we fair. do today. So, so uh, you went away. Uh, anything you'd like to share with the folks at home uh, during the trip, uh, like the Griswolds? It was, it was quite the road trip. There was the- do you guys take a station wagon? No. Oh, that'd be great. No, we got a Suburban. You guys should find one of those, like an old pan- wood-paneled station yeah, the wagon. Old woodies. And then, you know, just soup it up, trick Rear it out. facing seats Make sure you get the DVD player in the back. I mean, and then, you know, just ri- just pimp out the uh, panel. Remember the, my, my Pimp My Ride? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you should do it with a station wagon. For sure. For your for your family getaways. I like that idea. I think I, we should fundraise for that. I want, the like, an autonomous driving car for I think these. the wife would love it. She would. She loves her Suburban, actually. That's a relatively new purchase. We bought it in... Uh, but has she ever driven a station wagon? I promise you, it is a load of fun. I have driven one. We had... We, right. My family had a panel wagon back when I was a kid, so... I didn't have the paneled wagon. Yeah, I did. the first car I ever learned to drive on and actually drove was a 1989 Ford Taurus wagon. I mean, that thing was amazing. Like, you could fit almost the entire baseball team in the station wagon to drive from the school to the baseball field in high school. So that was handy. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun to drive, and they are very, they were very useful. Do they still make station wagons? Uh, that, I think Volvo. I think I've seen some new Volvo wagons. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they still kind of look like a wagon. I mean, they don't look like my the family truckster back in the day. Right. So, no, I... I, that was wonderful. I could go for a wagon. The Suburban's nice. We had a minivan up until then, but now the kids are getting bigger, so we had to expand a little bit. And so we drove down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, in the Smoky Mountains uh, with four kids, two dogs. Met my parents, went around there for a little bit. Great time. Highly recommend Pigeon Forge. Beautiful. The sights are unbelievable. The drive down isn't bad. Pennsylvania is the longest state in the world, apparently. It is. I didn't know that, but you know, when you drive straight through it, it's unbelievable. Tell me about it. Um, and then we went over to Nashville for a day, which was also just a lot of fun. Mostly just good people watching, went around, saw the sights, saw the bars. My kids were there at kind of a weird time. Why is that? Nashville. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had had some issues. I mean, obviously we're in the middle of it, but no, I mean, I think Nashville is far more of a tourist city. So there wasn't a, there wasn't much, uh, discussion about that. Not that I were soaking in the news. Yeah. No, I mean, we sat in and listened (laughs) to a band play for a bit. We were there during the day. We left, um, Went to Loretta Lynn's restaurant uh, between Nashville and Memphis. I believe my mom has some of her albums. Great singer. Seems like a wonderful human being, and the restaurant is fairly cool. The food is well below Is Loretta average. Lynn the one with the hair down to her ankles? I don't know. No. I, I don't think remember. so. I think there used to be a country singer who had her hair down to her ankles, so I thought it was her, but... We'll go with that. Could have been another one. And then I spent a couple of days in Memphis at my mm. folks' house with the kids and... Hanging my, out with uh, Ja Morant? Uh, no, no, the, the John Morant discussion did come up because my obviously my father's fairly plugged into what's going on in Memphis, so that was 
it was good to get an inside take on that. And basically the consensus is stop being an idiot. Yeah. He's too good to be an idiot. Right. There's no reason for this. No. You, you don't need to be this guy. It's almost it's like he's purposely doing it to try to build up some kind of street cred or something. I don't, I don't know. It seems weird. So not, then we not, uh, not part of the sports discussion. Woke up yesterday morning at about six thirty, was on the road by seven fifteen and drove sixteen straight hours to get back last night. So if I'm a little off today, you're gonna have to give me a bit of a break. I haven't fully recovered from that drive yet. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, sixteen with hours is tough. I told you I split my. Uh, I mean, I it's a. I do about 13. Sure. Because it's about a like 25, 26 hour drive from here to uh, all the way down to Florida. So I split that. I, I get to North Carolina, which is about 11 hours. Then I take a break and then I make a hightail. Now, normally we split the drive. Normally we leave at night. We leave at like five or six in the evening. We drive. But you're dedicated to the fans. So make sure you get back here by noon. I mean, obviously. Well, you're going to leave Sunday <laughs> night and be back Monday. But then we decided to extend it by a little bit and then left early Monday morning thinking that we had uh, co-op for our children today. But they have the week off for spring break. So we definitely could have broken that trip up with no ramifications. <laughs> Sounds like a bit of uh, rushed planning. And, you know, mistakes were made. Let's go with that. It was, right. Mistakes were clearly made, but you know what? It's not terrible. And for those of you that don't know my personal history, I when I was in Iraq, we did route clearance missions. So my job was to drive a one-person vehicle called a Husky, and the average mission was somewhere between 12 and 20 hours. So I don't mind driving for a very long time because I got very used to it for a full year of if we had a six-hour mission, it was like... This is nothing. Yeah. So I came home and I was like, oh, yeah, you want to drive 12 hours? No problem. And my wife looks at me like I'm nuts. Like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I got I, it. I, and not like that, but uh, I've driven enough times to Florida, North Carolina by myself uh, for my own safety reasons. And right. I solely drive. And not that it's the greatest thing, but I'm used to it. You just, yeah, you get a cost. And then we were doing this multiple days in a row every week. So it was just the idea of loading up and going is not that big. Now, my wife will do a little bit of the driving. We'll split it up, and that's fine. But I do most of it, and it just doesn't bother me. I'll drive all into the night. I'll drive all day. I, like, it, it's fine. Today is just a, all right, all day, 16 hours, that car, that that ride. It's like, all right, just need a few hours to get firing. But Well, well hopefully this will take we'll your mind there. off of that, and uh, you can uh, reshake the uh, soul for you there. So. Love it. All right. Want to move on to some uh, Dogecoin talk? Yes. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Say what you will, but end of empire moments have their like moments of levity that are delightful. Yeah. So for those who don't know, if you're uh, not on the Twitterverse or in the crypto space. Sure. Headline from Coindesk. Dogecoin soars after Twitter replaces its Bluebird logo with the tokens dog. So we've reached a point in the world where a social media site changes their logo, financial boon. Like, people just make money changing their logos. I saw somebody on Twitter literally said, if Elon Musk wants another 50, point basis, 50 basis point increase, he should keep up stuff like this. Like, shut up. This is the reason why, I mean, this, this shows that the system is broken, right? Like, the fact that it can be exploited by the changing of a logo, and for those of you who don't know, here, let me see if I can pull up Twitter. Oh, yeah, look, right here. There you go. The dog has now replaced the blue logo, and all of a sudden that is um, now it's not up as as high as as it was. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the Doge for you here, guys, right above Ben's head. If you look above Ben's head, 0.097 cents. So uh, off the uh, yesterday's highs, were reached ten point two cents or something like that. So thirty five percent gain uh, since the logo switch. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you didn't see that coming. 
I love everybody. Did you have all your clients in Dogecoin I ahead of time? Just to be responsible. <laughs> I told them, look, Bitcoin's fine, but what you really need right now is uh, gold, tungsten, and Dogecoin. Forget that Tesla stock. Yeah. Buy Doge. That's the, uh, that's the, it should, from now on, if this is factual and intangible, then Tesla and Doge should ride simultaneously up, right? I'm going to laugh so hard when he makes Doge a coin. We're going to do a a year from now at episode 180, whatever it is, we're going to do a chart of Tesla from today and Doge from today and see if they correlate. I like it. All right. So for anybody out there who uh, doesn't have Doge, you missed out a little bit there. But um, if you own Doge as a serious investment, you you may want to hire somebody to help you, like just throwing that. In out theory, there. though, if you played Doge just around Musk slash Twitter news, like, yeah. I mean, it's stupid. Listen, but I'm not it's telling a, you don't it, own it. It actually has been a thing. I'm not telling you don't own it. I think it's hilarious, and I have friends that own it, and they think it's funny, and they lost a yeah. ton of money, but now they probably made some money. And I'm like, hey, good for you. Just, you know, whatever else. And some of them are clients. They're like, what do you think? Like, you want me to comment on the underlying. I had so many people who I told don't buy Dogecoin to. Like, so many people. I'm like, don't buy this one. Like, of all the ones. Like, this was literally created as a joke. And, of course, Elon turns it into something tangible. I can't wait for Elon to buy Coca-Cola and put the cocaine back in. We're going to be such a more productive society. I like Coke regular. I I think I would try that. If If I was given... A, if I was known to be like not like uh, toxically poisoned and I could drink the cocaine coke, I would do it in a second. All right. I don't drink soda really. I had a soda yesterday on the ride. We stopped at A&W, so I felt like I had to get an like A&W a root beer with, with my burger right. and fries. So you got the uncaffeinated root beer for your 16-hour drive. Good thinking. <laughs> and then I got this 22 It's not the same thing as getting large, a soda for the drive. Large black coffee from the gas station. Uh, okay. So you offset the oh. lack of caffeine with caffeine. Oh, gotcha. yeah, all the way through. Just for a mental note, though, if you're ever looking to get a soda for the drive, you should probably get something with caffeine. I, I, I do coffee. I, mean, I enjoy caffeine. root beer. I More know. than most. Barks root beer has caffeine. Yeah, has bite. It has bite. A and W mug, not so much. No, no caffeine. Yeah, but it was at an A and W. Like, what are you supposed to do? Oh, you were at an A and W. Yeah, it was That's at hot. an A and W restaurant. Where? Uh, where was this one? At Cortland. No, this one was down in Kentucky. Hmm. And we we stopped in. It was attached to a Long John Silver's, actually, obvious as they are. And they had, you know, we got burgers. We let the kids get floats. I, all right, listen, I don't think we should let the kids get floats on the car ride because, number one, we're in a car, and nothing about this is a good idea. Number two, we own an ice cream shop. <laughs> they can literally have a float whenever they want. So the last time when we were driving back from Florida, we went to an A&W, and I was like, no, you're not getting floats. And then my wife was like, why wouldn't you just let them get it? It's a special experience. So this time I got ahead of that issue. I was like, yeah, go nuts. Get all the floats you want. I don't care. Yeah. So they all I remember back in the day, like way back in the day, where we used to go to A&W on Wednesdays. They were three burgers for a buck. Wow. Yeah, that's how old I am. You're old. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. We used to just ditch high school and go get burgers on Wednesday and see how many we could eat. <laughs> Good decisions all yeah. over the place. So, oh, A&W, man, that brings back memories. I'm saying it was very good. The fries are quite good. Burgers aren't bad. Did right. you get to order from the t- no. table, like with the phone and all that stuff? No. I ordered were you ever, did you ever get to do that? No. You never got to order from the phone at A and W. I have no idea what you're talking about. So right back now. in the old days, when we used to order three burgers for a buck, sure, you could order right from your table. They had a literally like a rotary phone kind of thing, but it was I guess it was push button, not rotary. So it was a push button phone. Where actually, there might not have been any buttons. You just picked it up, and sure. there was a light, and then somebody at the other end would just take your order. 
Wow. And then they would bring it out. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was definitely That's how old I operated. Am. You are old. I'm sure some fans out in the crowd have uh, experienced the phone ordering at A&W. If you have, please leave a comment and let us know your best experience at A&W leaving, uh, ordering by the phone. I don't know if I even believe you right now. God, you are old. Yeah. Man, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. All right. All right. This will be fun. So this guy, Jeffrey Epstein. I've heard of him. Uh, I will say on a side, just real quickly, I, I'm shocked that this information is even available in the public right now, only because I thought this case was going to go away when they fired the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, Attorney General, and apparently the per- person who has taken the reins. Whether or not this is controlled, you know, demolition, if you will, um, or controlled, uh, yeah, what is it called, a limited hangout? So if this is a way for us just to expose these people, but then put a lid on it so that we don't get the whole thing, maybe that's still the case. But listen to these names. I and mean, this goes to the uh, the case where the U.S. Virgin Islands is suing uh, J.P. Morgan and specifically um, uh, Jess Daly, the former CEO or whatever it was of J.P. Morgan, uh, insinuating that Jess Daly maintained protection for the Epstein bank accounts because he had a personal relationship with Epstein, including maybe even participating in some of the shenanigans, to put it nicely, that uh, the the Epstein uh, uh, regime was uh, participating in. But listen to these other names. Billionaires. Let me read this uh, from Forbes. Epstein lawsuit. Billionaire Sergey Brin, Thomas Pritzker, and Mortimer Zuckerman subpoenaed in J.P. Morgan case. And let me just scroll back down here to my highlighted. Um, yeah, so this is following up on what we were talking about, Jess Daly. And then I'll let you go, Mr. Hughes. and let me know what your uh, take is here. The bank filed a lawsuit earlier this month against former investment banking executive Jess Daly, accusing him of concealing a personal relationship he had with Epstein, suggesting he was aware of and may have been participant in the alleged sex trafficking operation. So probably not a good look for Mr. Staley. Um, the reasons why these three, and uh, they also mentioned, um, there's another person in here who wasn't, uh, former Disney president Michael Ovitz was also, uh, has been asked to provide information. So it's unclear why anything, any of these, and why these four people were brought in to uh, testify here, but kind of a weird overlap of people here, uh, other than just being rich. Um, do we, we're never going to know the full entanglement that Epstein had by any means, but, and we, again, we don't know why these guys are testifying, but this seems to at, bring up more questions than answers. This is an odd take. And I apologize. Go I'm ahead. so hung up on this. We're here for odd takes. I can't let it go. If you want your kid to be insured to be like a billionaire or rich, I feel like naming a Mortimer is a good first step. There's no poor Mortimers. They're all rich. Uh, I mean, at the end of uh, at the end of trading places, there was a poor Mortimer. However, in the middle of coming to America, he was rich again. Oh, okay. Well, come on now. I'm not that old, but I know the '80s <laughs> movies. All right. So, I, but seriously, Mortimer, like if you, I've just thought about that of like you said Mortimer Zuckerman, like, yeah, he would be rich. That yeah, makes sense. That checks sense. out. Totally. I, I feel like that was, I, I know it's an odd place to get hung well, up. So at least now, you know, when you go home, tell the wife next one, Mortimer, Mortimer for sure. Yeah. I'm getting a billionaire. Um, anyways, back on to the actual discussion. Uh, I'm glad to see that they're at least doing something with this. I do believe it is some type of controlled oppo or, or a controlled hang. 
whatever you called it. Limited hangout? Limited hangout. I didn't make up that. I know. know. Other people. I get it. That's what the kids say. That's what the kids say. And apparently the (laughs) old folks. Anyways, um, I do think that because they didn't fire that first prosecutor for nothing, and I'm sure whoever they brought in to replace that prosecutor is well aware of what the parameters are, but they have to do something to save face in the public after that very, very duplicitous maneuver. And here's the thing. Of course, these banks knew that, and, that uh, Andrew, good God, that, uh, that Jeffrey Epstein was doing some illicit things. And if you had a personal relationship, I mean, the guy admitted to how many counts of when he, when he took his plea deal, how many counts did he acknowledge of soliciting a minor for prostitution? That I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many he actually pled to. I don't have that number in front of me, but the number of girls was in the hundreds, if not thousands. But go ahead. Right, so they basically like looked at him and were like, eh, fine, but you know, Kanye West says some crazy off-the-wall stuff and he can't have a bank anymore yeah. of like, um... Yeah, J.P. Morgan had their, has, has kept Epstein's account in good standing until 2013, five years or plus after, the, after he was out. Oops. Whoops. Overlooked that one. Uh, it's Sergey, 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 Sergey Brin. Yeah. Sergey Brin seems like kind of a big name to be involved with this yeah. of Google fame. Yeah, um, that could be yeah. a bad look. So the, the three, the, the three billionaires that we uh, mentioned there: Google co-founder Sergey Brin, Thomas Pritzker, Hyatt Hotels executive chairman, mm. Mortimer Zuckerman, uh, your boy Mortimer Zuckerman, just says he's a billionaire. So maybe it is just a name thing. <laughs> Like, just anointed billionaire. I'm so because, happy that that's Because he's a Mortimer. Um, and then, obviously, we mentioned the uh, Disney president, Michael Ovitz, um, who wasn't subpoenaed. It doesn't say he was subpoenaed in this article. It just says he has been asked to provide information. So, maybe he's cooperating in some other capacity. But um, I hope this goes forward and anybody who's involved in this is exposed. I, again, my I find it unlikely. unlikely. <laughs> I agree. But... Here we are. I figured we would update the folks with uh, some Epstein stuff since um, some big names kind of thrown in there. I mean, the Jess Daly thing, that dude's going to get taken out, like Prince Andrew, whoever. Yeah. You know, so, somehow he's going to be disassociated from uh, the world because he knows too much and then probably eventually just accidentally shoot himself in the back of the head twice. Um, I hate it when they do that. I know. Especially twice. Yeah. All right. Because like the, the, the second one always gets them. The first one, they survived, clearly. And then they had to shoot themselves again. That's got to be pretty sad. You shoot yourself, right? Like that guy, down, Mark Middleton, down in uh, Arkansas, the Clinton on the Clinton kill list there. So he was hanging from a tree, shot himself, and then didn't finish the job, so he had to go pick up the gun and shoot himself again. So inefficient. They should learn how to shoot themselves before they do it. <laughs> The thing is, you're not even wrong. That's I know. exactly what happened. And they were like, definitely suicide. This is the story. Like, Official. Um, All right. Let's move on to, uh, I don't know if this is, I guess, better news. Um, the QAnon shaman, Mr. Hughesong, mm-hmm. of J6 fame, January 6th. The guy in the buffalo headdress and the face paint that was in the hairy chest. Yeah. Literally about to take over the government. I mean... It was an insurrection, Mr. Hughesong. Are you doubting that it was an insurrection? Obviously not. I saw it with my own two eyes. We almost lost the country that day. Pearl Harbor, D-Day, 9-11, January 6th. Breaking, Jacob Chansley released from prison after being sentenced to 41 months on January 6th charge. 
It doesn't say this in the headline, but 14 months early for good behavior, quote unquote. So anybody who's been paying attention to the news two weeks prior to this realizes that new video footage came out that shows the QAnon shaman uh, Jacob Chansley being escorted seemingly on purpose and, uh, uh, you know, with purpose, showing him around the White House, trying to open doors for the dude. Capitol building. Capitol building, sorry. Um, Attempting to get him into certain areas and allowing him to exist for the whole, all the travels without ever trying to remove him. So, whatever, I'm not trying to try the rest of the uh, January 6th people here in this note, but clearly this is related to the release of the video footage. And uh, as we mentioned, when the video footage came out, I don't know if we did actually cover it or not, but the video footage not only showed what we just talked about, but it wasn't presented to Jacob Chansley's lawyers as exculpatory evidence at all. So it seems as though the release of this video has facilitated and expedited his release because people know that, uh, or at least the, uh, the people paying attention in the public realized that it was all a sham and his imprisonment was uh, a political prosecution or persecution. And that I hope he sues the living hell out of somebody and gets a bajillion dollars so they can, I mean, they'll just print it. So it's not like me and you were paying it. But anyway, I just hope that there is somebody um, who, like the, the original judge in this, I mean, you can't, it's hard to blame all the people involved other than the prosecution because they're the one who withheld the, the video evidence. But I'm assuming, I, I have to assume that these charges are going to be revisited at some point and if not completely uh, exonerate Jacob Chansley. So I don't know. Do you have any hot takes on January 6th and the release of the QAnon shaman? I mean, listen, if you saw the video of, I think it was four Capitol Police officers walking around with the QAnon Shaman. Is that his nickname? QAnon Shaman, yeah. QAnon Shaman. That's how I refer to him as. I think that's what people call him. I like him. Jacob Chansley. Yeah. All right. This guy who has some mental disorders and issues in his... Is is that his veganism? I mean, that's definitely a mental (laughs) disorder without question. Veganism is a problem. Sorry to the vegans out there. I'm not. So, <laughs> what are they, they going to fight me with their protein deficiencies? Shut up. Anyways, I, it was a joke. All right. So, this guy, if you are on the jury, if I'm the jury of his peers, and they show me all this evidence about how he broke in, standing over the speaker's desk and essentially holding court, it's a very famous picture, and it was kind of funny. Um, You're like, all right, clearly he broke in. That's a violation of the law. He trespassed. He should be found guilty of this. All right, I can get on board. But at the same time, if they showed you a video of four Capitol Police officers walking around the building with just him, so they're not outnumbered, they're not outgunned, they all have guns, he has his flag staff, or whatever the hell it was, and is walking around and they're trying to open different doors I think he was for checking him. for water. Dow- dow- dowsing? Dowsing? I think he was dowsing. It's a hell of a reference to bring up in the midst of this story. I don't think most people know he what was, dowsing is. I know. Well, now they do. If not, <laughs> Google it. Go ahead. Anyway, so as they're walking around trying to open different doors for him and leading him around a building, if you're on the jury, are you not going to look at that and go, well, that might be a reasonable doubt as to whether he was welcomed in there or whether he broke in? Of course that's reasonable doubt. That should have been exculpatory evidence that should have been disclosed like we talked about last week. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I have no words for this that this is wrong. 
Like, clearly that he was not in there as a trespasser or in violation of anything. You're being walked around by the people tasked with protecting it. If that's not being welcomed in, I don't know what is. You're not being asked to leave, that's for sure. At any time, they could have arrested him on the spot. There's four of them and one of him. And that's what some people were saying, that this was... uh, It was a de-escalation tactic, so they didn't want to arrest the guy because it would have incited, you know, mob violence. But I'm like, he was there by himself. Like, right. literally, those three people in a room. Nobody else would even even have saw it. So it, was, it wasn't going to escalate anything. It was just, it was literally just an escort service. They were walking around. And I'm not even trying to blame the Capitol Police officers for doing it. I, I think they were just like, okay, it is what it is. Let's just facilitate this. But there was, they, they clearly were never threatened or felt threatened by this guy roaming the halls of the Capitol building. No, it was, it changes the entirety of what you think happened that day is if you see that, if I, if I was there and then I see some police and we saw the video of the police officers opening the door and saying, come in, we saw the video of the plain clothes Capitol police officers saying, I think they're going to trap them inside. Like you saw all this happen. And if you can't, if you're still out here ringing the bell of this was a conspiracy to overturn an election, like, or an insurrection meant to overthrow the government. I think we made this point last week, or maybe I just brought it up during the course of the week in casual conversation, but do you really believe a bunch of pro-2A rednecks got together to overthrow the government and nobody brought a gun? Like, how many guns were confiscated? Three? Out of the tens of thousands of people that were there, they, they just didn't bring them, but they were intending on overthrowing the government? Yeah. Do you realize the level of stupidity it takes to believe that? They just forgot. Like, these are the most gun-happy people in the country of gun-happy people. And they were like, we're going to go take this government down. Like, should we bring the AR? Nah. We'll bring the spear and a bullhorn. Don't forget that bear spray. We got this. No, it was a protest. It went terribly wrong. In large part, was uh, orchestrated is the wrong word. Facilitated in large part by agents and provocateurs of the federal government. Yeah. So... We'll see if this leads to uh, any update or uh, uh, some kind of a, I think the, his Jacob Chansley's new lawyer is going to try to uh, um, retry the case somehow or appeal the case now that with the new video evidence. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated on uh, what happens with that. So, all right. So I know that the people want this to be the main story of the day, but it's not going to be the main story of the day for us. Um, let's do a live look in. New York City, folks. Um, have, did you know that Donald Trump was going to be arrested today, Mr. Husung? I've heard that. Have you heard, have you heard the rumors? I've Apparently, heard Donald, Donald Trump uh, was indicted on Thursday or Friday of last week. I can't remember now. Uh, he has uh, coordinated a, quote-unquote, surrender to New York City District Attorney Alvin Bragg. And uh, as you can see... Uh, I have a little Twitter pulled up here, and uh, you can see that it says uh, 500 Trump supporters in front of the courthouse protest the arrest of President Trump in New York City today. So you can see the video. Uh, there seems to be, you know, some bunch of media tents and whatnot in the background there. Probably just as many media as there are protesters and supporters um, combined, to be honest with you. Uh, but the I, I mean, to me, and I've said this uh, a couple places. Like, I, first of all, I don't think Trump serves a second in jail on this. I think this is all political theater. I think this is basically uh, nothing more than a distraction. And at at best, 
maybe, or at worst, depending on where you want to put it, this is just like <clears throat> how the, uh, the the NPCs on the other side just bl- blurt out, two-timed impeached president. Now they can be like, two-timed impeached, one-time indicted president. That's just a, literally an adjective that they're going to be able to use to the front of this guy to pretend that he's the most evil person on the planet, which, you know, he's whatever. Not. Not, not even going to try to argue that one way or the other. But I don't think this is going to turn out the way that... Uh, uh, Alvin Bragg and some of the Democrats think it's going to turn out. Um, you know, for some background, Alvin Bragg basically. So the previous DA, Cy Vance from New York City, had all these had all the same information that uh, uh, that Alvin Bragg has, and decided not to uh, pursue charges. Alvin Bragg ran as district attorney on. I'm going to re- you know relook into and revisit the Trump charges, and if there's something there, I'm going to I'm going to you know indict. Trump or arrest Trump or whatever and get him. And so he stuck through his campaign promises. And here we are, April 4th, the first president or former president in the history of the uh, United States, uh, formally, well, I guess we have to wait till the, he gets, but formally uh, charged with a felon. So I don't know. I, again, I think this is more of a distraction than anything, but uh, do you have any hot takes on uh, the former president being arrested today? I mean, if we're going to start getting into the world where former presidents are actually going to start being arrested and tried for charges, I'm I'm in. Like, if you want to go after the political elite, I'm on board. I think the more politicians in handcuffs, the better it is for the country overall. Uh, my stance on this is basically a matter of public record. I'm not shy about it. I think they're all corrupt. I think they're all crooked, and I think they probably are all criminals. Maybe not all, but the real high, the real high up ones are. Uh, Donald Trump's no exception to that, but the problem is you you don't have people like me on board with this because of the sole reason of, I, I know you're not going to do it the other way. I know this charge is nonsense. I know that you don't actually have a case. I Like, I know all this because it's common sense. I guess I don't know that. Maybe you have some super secret evidence that the world has never seen to establish that this well, is... So maybe, you're, maybe this will pique your lawyer interest and you can look into this. So, which is weird, is they're getting him on the cover-up so this is a New York City, Manhattan jurisdiction, right? So it's not a federal law. It's a it's not a federal crime. The feds actually decided there was no crime. The, the feds, the Federal Election Commission looked into this and said, not only is there no crime, but if this had been disclosed as a political contribution from Donald Trump to his campaign, that would have been a violation of federal yeah, election. Exactly law. right. And so the fact that Alvin Bragg is trying to, he's trying to use some kind of legalese to show that the, the, that there was a cover up of a federal crime that is, hasn't been committed. So he's claiming that there's a cover up of this crime, even though the federal government has said there was no crime. And so like, it's just, it's literally dumb, right? It's, 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 he has, he's creating, he's trying to create precedent i guess um but i i mean who knows about new york judges i mean i mean you know who, who knows but i at some point this thing's getting dismissed and to that point trump's attorney announced plans to file motions to dismiss uh alleging prosecutorial misconduct i'm not sure if that will be the final verdict but i would not be shocked if this is dismissed for technicality reasons up and down right anywhere up and down the the uh the judicial system here but um I think this almost assuredly secures Donald Trump as the GOP nominee. Do you think that, do you think you agree or no? No, I don't think it's assured, but I do think it makes it more likely. I just, it's such a crock to watch this happen in our country and go, Oh God. And I have, 
I have friends, I have family, I have acquaintances that are like cheering this on and like taking a victory lap. And I'm just looking at them like, oh my God. It's because they want it. That's it. That's that's the only they thing. They it. just want it to be the case. And I just sit back and I'm like, look, it doesn't, there is no way to win this case. You, at best, you had him on a misdemeanor, but the, the statute of limitations ran out on the misdemeanor, so you had to go for the felony, even though you do not have the evidence to prove this at all. You wouldn't win on preponderance of the evidence, let alone beyond a reasonable doubt, the standard for a criminal trial. You can't win this. This is political theater. This is all an attempt to uh, defame and besmirch his reputation. Like, does this guy's reputation, do you have to lie to hit this guy's reputation? My God, there's not enough just in the truth. You got to play this game. But anyways, all right, fine. And here's the thing. I love all the people like, well, it's just because all these maggots are embarrassed that their fearless cult leader was nailing porn stars and covering it up from his pregnant wife. Like, first off, he wasn't covering up a thing from his wife. He didn't give a shit if she knew, all right? This was not some big secret that he was out doing what he was doing, all right? It's not It's not reality. We knew. I shouldn't say we like I'm, some, I'm not in that camp. But the people are not shocked to hear that Donald Trump, he was on, he's on his fourth wife. This is not the sanctimony of marriage candidate, guys. That's not why he won. And you keep trying to, play, like, oh, see how hypocritical conservatives are? Like, no. No, I get, I get like, the true Bible thumpers. Yes, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. But the rest of them, I know a lot of people who did vote for Trump, and they support Trump till this day. And it's not that they think he's a wonderful person. It's that, hey, look, it's essentially that at least the, po- the people that hate him are the people that I despise most. Yeah, and so... Back to the reason why I asked you is like, I've never considered voting for Trump until about the last three days, <laughs> which, which leads me to the, my next question is because I, I think the GOP primary is a foregone conclusion. And I think it would be foolish for DeSantis to enter the race at this point. Um, because I think it hurts him because he's going to come up a leader and then he's going to have a, an L on his record. And so if I was him, I would just wait it out. Wait, he, he's only got four years, right? Trump's only got four years. Yep. And so if I was DeSantis, I just waited out and be like, okay, he's going to, he's going to steamroll the GOP primary. But I think this clown show on top of a bunch of other things, um, is going to flip some people who otherwise would have no, no interest in voting in Trump to voting and voting for Trump. So I think he is the president in 2024 and, or 2025, I guess, technically, but I think he wins in 2024 and we got another four years and everybody's happy, right? CNN's happy. MSNBC's happy. All, oh, every, everybody is everybody's happy right so i mean there's no doubt that they're clearly i mean it has been they had cameras at the florida airport wait back up they had him at his house mar-a-lago followed his motorcade to the airport watched the plane take off had video cameras in new york city watched the plane land and then watch his motorcade to trump tower and then they're all like literally the media wants nothing more than trump to be back in the news yeah they need him they need him more than anything else they possibly could imagine oh, and, no. so, and they know it so he is their heroine like they cannot quit this man. zero they chance need him right and i mean listen i mean he has been great for business right he's business is booming when trump's in office so yep. uh i don't know that everything falls back in place like it did in 2016 where all of a sudden cnn just does anti-trump all the time and it's successful for them because i think a lot of people have tuned out this nonsense to some degree msnbc is doing that listen they're, they're the you know the 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 military industrial complex channel is going to be anti-Trump because he would not start any new wars. Right. right. I mean, he's clearly was 
and insinuated that he was going to try to end wars. So clearly the MSNBC channel that is backed by GE and Raytheon or whatever it is, I mean, they're not, they're, they, again, all the reasons we laid out to why they want Trump, they don't want Trump to win because I feel like he might be an obstacle to their overall uh, 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 worldview, but I think they just think they can beat him. And I don't know that, I mean, if you want to just be crazy and be like, okay, well, that this is what they did in 2020, right? They basically delegitimized him at every possible turn, anywhere they could, raked him over the coals, implemented him in a bunch of different things, and he lost by 30,000 votes, even though he got 10 million more votes than he did in 2016. So I don't think those, I don't think the 81, 80 million votes that went for Trump are going away, I guess is my point, from 2020, Right. So he had 10 million more votes in 2016, something like 80 million, 81 million, whatever yeah, it was. None of those are going to the other side. No. And I do not believe for a second that all 81 million, quote unquote, votes that went for Joe Biden are going to come and quote unquote for Joe Biden again without significant help. It just, it's, it's trust to lose at this point, I feel like. You know, you, you have a valid point because I do think people that voted for Trump are not going to be swayed away from voting for like, Trump. This is not going to sway him away. No. It might, it makes the martyr complex that much greater of like, see what they're doing. And listen, even myself where the, the last three days, I feel like I'm in the martyr camp now. I'm like, okay, this dude, to point you made right before I said that was all the people that hate Trump seem like the enemy to me. So I'm not saying the enemy's enemy is my friend, but I'm willing to piss off the enemy. If I think it's the enemy. And if there's, if there's a way to throw a stick in the spoke of the enemy, I'm going to try to do it. I think Trump just might be sticking the spoke. That's fair. I don't disagree with that, actually. I do think that Trump winning in 2016 was not part of the plan for them. They, no. didn't, they didn't see that coming. It would have to be a sick-ass plan if it was. Yeah. I think that threw a, a wrench in the plan. And then, listen, I mean, if you're, if you're a Joe Biden supporter, I guess you're probably not a Joe Biden supporter. You're probably an anti-Trumper. I, I mean, I don't think too many people are going to look at Joe Biden and be like, that's the guy. My guy. My God. Come on, Jack. Listen, fat, let's do this. Go push up for push up with this senile old dementia patient who's kind of racist and stupid and corrupt. Like, let's not pretend like this is all new information. This has been out there. For Robin Williams had an entire stand up routine while Joe Biden was vice president about the stuff that came out of his mouth. But, anyways, I think as the corruption. Then he died. Then, then he died. Go ahead. That was sad. But I think as the as Joe Biden is now bearing truer and truer. And I guess here's the other part of this that, that nobody's talking about yet. And we're going to get into this in a minute. Joe Biden might be overseeing the end of the empire. Joe Biden, and, and look, some of it's outside of his control. Some of it is stuff that happened because he wasn't, that he couldn't stop. But some of it was just on four stairs. Depleting the Strategic Petroleum Reserve just to alleviate gas prices and, and gain favor was not smart. Not in the long run, not from a, a tactical move or anything. It was just stupid and short-sighted. Now they can't buy it back, and every time it gets into the range where they would buy back the oil... OPEC just cuts it off and says, yeah, we're going to drop production by a million barrels a day. Whoops. They just keep doing that. So we have not. I was reading an article this morning that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve of America is at its lowest level since 1983. As we need a little more oil today than we needed in 1983 to make this whole thing run. So I think if you're, if you're paying attention, if you're reading the tea leaves, you have the fastest interest rate hikes ever performed by our Federal Reserve, which admittedly has only been around for 100 years, but still, fastest in 100 years, not the highest, please don't misquote me, but the fastest we've ever raised rate. You have the entire banking industry hanging on by a thread. Jamie Dimon came out literally this morning and said the government cannot do a whackle. They need a comprehensive strategy because the average person doesn't realize what a thread we're hanging on by with our financial system because it's just been so fiscally irresponsible that, okay, 
you have that going on. Um, so the, the tightening, the interest rate tightening is meant to cause layoffs and cause a recession. That's why you tighten interest rates. Let's not mince words. That's how you fight inflation is you stop having people with so much extra money laying around, and there's only one way to do that. Now, internationally, you have the U.S. response to the Ukraine-Russia war, which the brilliant neocons at the helm of the Biden administration decided, you know what we'll do is we'll just fund them and fight a proxy war, and we'll just drag Russia. We'll drag them. They'll, they'll use their resources, and we can really fund the insurgency. And So this goes back to the Biden v. Trump. Let's assume that Biden's the nominee, I'm assuming. Like, all that thing is not politically popular. So he's got this border crisis. He's got a war. He's got economic catastrophe. He's got inflation that he hasn't got a handle of. He looks like a, you know, or dunce. acts like a, a dunce is putting asleep. I don't think that the same type Trump, you know, plan that the Democrats had is going to work. I don't either. So I think he's the president. I could be. I, I don't know if, I don't know how much the Trump fatigue will carry the day. Sure. There's some of that for sure. Um, but I do think it's, if you, this is what my point was on Biden. Of some of that's outside of his control. The border's well within his control and he's doing nothing about it. It's hurt in the coming election. The, the, the international geopolitics, I think most people don't understand. But let's keep in mind, we're still 20 months away from the election or 19 months away from the election. There's going to be consequences from these decisions that people, that Americans are going to feel. And the idea, and all they really did is, this is how you see the world is no longer nearly as afraid of the U.S. as it once was. Like, we said, we're going to sanction Russia. Nobody buy the oil. China went, <laughs> India laughed at us. And we're like, we're buying it. And then we put a cap on it, which, figure that one out. Uh, how we're allowed to legally cap the price everybody else pays. And it's just because we have the power, admittedly. But all these things lining up is very, very pro-Trump, if you were betting. Because I don't think you're going to be able to kick the can down the road past 2024. I just don't see how you could do it. There's so many bad decisions being made. There's so much stupidity that I, I don't know how you get there. Right. And so this is, and let's transition to the, to the final nail in the coffin here, if you will, which is why I think that, so you said there's 19, 20 months left, right? Like do you so think, the election. So the election. So do you think the economy holds together? For another, right. So that's all going to happen on Biden's watch, right? So which leads us to the, uh, the main topic of the day, but probably the main topic of the year, if not a decade, if not that's the biggest topic that no one's talking about. And so we're going to talk about President Trump being arrested and obviously the first time ever happening in U.S. history. And I'm not saying that that is not a, uh, <coughs> a newsworthy and momentous uh, uh, news. But let me read this headline <coughs> from the oilprice.com. China sells first LNG liquid natural gas trade in Yuan. China has just completed its first trade of liquefied natural gas, settled in Yuan, as Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas Chain said on Tuesday. Mr. Song, we have been uh, able to maintain our global dominance by uh, the uh, World President Henry Kissinger back in 1970-something, uh, three, I think it was, implemented what is now known as the U.S. Petrodollar in an agreement with Saudi Arabia and OPEC, where all other countries, in order to purchase oil, would have to purchase that oil in U.S. dollars, therefore securing, pumping up the... Uh, 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 creating a, uh, a reserve currency backed by the ability or the requirement for these countries to purchase dollars. Now, that does a couple things. These countries that are required to now purchase in dollars. First of all, you want to have dollars. So you buy them more, you can create kind of a trade surplus with the United States for benefiting us. Yep. But the one thing that I feel like I mentioned, or people have only mentioned a couple of times is, so Saudi Arabia ends up having the dollars because all these companies and countries and whatever have dollars. What do they do with those U.S. dollars? They buy U.S. assets. So they have been buying U.S. assets, real estate and whatnot, um, using our dollars and uh, have been using those to basically prop up the United States. Well, I think that all comes to an end, Mr. Hughesung. Uh, this happened on Tuesday, so a week ago. First time. This is, I'm going to a bunch of stuff out there on the table, and then we can just kind of go where we want to go. So this is on the heels of 
China. We mentioned this last week before, whenever uh, China negotiated a, I'm going to say, peace in the Middle East deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia, along our enemies who have been on the opposite sides of uh, pretty much the conflict in the Middle East, are now on the same side, and on that side is China. And so I found that, you know, we've mentioned that, and uh, not only did they negotiate a peace deal between those two countries, those countries, Saudi Arabia and Iran, have joined the what's called the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, which is a loose-knit NATO, no, no real military alliance, not really an economic alliance, in official capacity, but both those things in practical terms. <clears throat> so, and, you know, some of the countries, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, Pakistan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, all the sands, apparently. All the sands. Not Stan Colello. Never. You know who Stan Colello is? He's a famous musician local here. But anyway, not him. Armenia, Cambodia, Egypt, Nepal, uh, Sri Lanka, Turkey, all these uh, are either members or observers of the group. They're all kind of uh, affiliated with each other. Now, I was reading some of the stuff. Uh, the countries combined. Let's see if I can find here again. I should have highlighted this. Uh, I was kind of showing Paris. So, no, that's not idea. Anyway, I'll, I'll find it when we get to it. But this is basically showing the, they have like 60% of the population cover this agreement. Some hundreds of billions of dollars of trade are uh, facilitated within this group. Like I think this was found, the Shanghai Cooperative uh, Organization was founded in 2001. 